0: You're not alone. We know self-love is a personal experience, and frankly, it's it's different for everyone. So I want to welcome you to To Be Honest, the podcast that celebrates the journey of self-love and empowerment. I'm your host, Ava, and I'm thrilled to embark on this transformative exploration with you. In a world that often emphasizes external validation, I think it's time to turn our attention inward and also embrace the incredible power of self-love on the show. We'll dive deep into conversations that inspire uplift and guide you on your path to cultivating a profound connection with yourself together. We'll navigate the landscapes of self-discovery, self-acceptance, and self-care. We're going to share stories of triumph, vulnerability, but also resilience, because your journey is uniquely yours and every single step is worth celebrating. So whether you're starting your self journey or you're well up on your way, TBH is here to be a companion, offering insights and expert interviews and practical tips to help you nurture the most important relationships of all, the one you have with yourself. So grab your favorite cup of tea, find a cozy spot and join me on this empowering ride. Get ready to unlock the secrets of self-love and embark on a journey towards a more confident, authentic and fulfilled you. This is TBH, where self-love is not just a destination, it's a beautiful, ongoing journey. Let's dive right in (laughs) guys, I hope everyone is feeling somewhat refreshed today because I, for some reason, woke up not in a good state, but I realized that, well, really, I caught myself wanting to blame every single thing that is outside or really just finding every external factor to validate or to be the cause of why I feel a bit down in the morning. And I realized that, I keep on projecting my insecurities and I overthink and I end up being anxious and it's just, it becomes a, a shit show, excuse my French. And I actually just, it just came up to my mind that I was like, you know what? I think, I think it's time to, to reflect. So let's reflect. I know self love is really the most shittiest relationships of all relationships that I I know, because it's such a, it's a love hate relationship for me, really. And I also think it's self love is a deeply political act, because what our world, does is that it conditions us to find flaws and fixate on them which does lead us to believe that we're not worthy unless we obviously conform to unrealistic standards and if we do find the courage to love who we are we're told that we're arrogant or obnoxious you you literally can't win which which basically means cultivating self-love in the face of this is really an act of resistance which is necessary for survival and the reason why i think self-love is is important as well as a blog that i read on equality institute it's called the the equality institute it really just does give us a a clear understanding of what self-love could look like it also gives us a brief breakdown on how to start where to start and I also read on Wikipedia which actually does give us the, the good and the bad because it also comes down to if we go down history lane self-love really wasn't the literal meaning of loving oneself, other people, or should I say in other cultures down in history actually felt that self-love or love for oneself is that you're full of ego or that you're selfish. It, It was very, it was very, it was painted as a negative thing. So that would be both in a in a a cultural sense or in a religious sense but we'll get we'll come into that for now i just want to explain what self-love could look like i know for me it might feel easy to love yourself when you're already feeling good but what about in other moments when you think of all the things you love about yourself it You might want to include your drive, your motivation, your charisma, or just the ability to find joy in small things. Now, these characteristics can often be easy to find when you're feeling great, but you can still find them when you're not feeling at your best. Now, this might be a harder question to answer, and your answer might change depending lots of factors but we think we think it's something worth considering is your sense of self-love dependent on on mood context and environment these are questions that we normally want to ask ourselves when it comes to self-love and if so how might you shift that become something that's a little bit more grounded in you and your very existence so for me i know when i'm not feeling like i love myself is when i've given too much to people instantly that makes me feel like i don't love myself and also when it comes to when i know i should have said no but instead i say yes and when i know i should have said yes but instead i said no No, and it could work both ways for me. It's whenever I go against my, my personal morals, I'm not talking about morals that I got from home or anything. It's just my principles, my morals, things that I have decided to, to build within myself. That's when I feel less than that's when I feel unloved by myself and it's such a sad thing for me because i'm going through i'm not the best in healing i really am not i heal literally every single day every single minute and every single second i heal because every single thing i do i've taught myself to reflect on it whether it's the way i talk to people who i talk to the things i say just everything, even in the way I walk, the way I present myself, everything that I do, I like to reflect on it. And I know that could be a bit, if I do it too much, I know it could get, it could lead me astray at some point. But hear me out. I have a reason why I'm saying this because I know for sure that. When, when when you're thinking too much or when you're in your mind too much it almost becomes like mental slavery because you it's good it's good to be aware all the time it's good to be woke <laughs> all the time but also it's bad because it's it's like when are you gonna give your mind a break give your brain a break, your soul a break, really, because me reflecting every single thing and me being woke all the time, spiritually it does dampen me and the reason why I say it dampens me or really, let me just explain how it dampens me or how it decreases the good endorphins or anything like that it's because sometimes i even think of unnecessary things and i overthink it leads to overthinking really as well as anxiety eventually there's never a day where i don't think i don't go into a depressive mode which i think is very toxic it's a toxic thing to do to my body to myself because it's like you're constantly trying to find whether you have impacted negatively in a situation. And even if it's got nothing to do with impact or effect, but you just want to find something even when there's no need for it. So that's why I think for me, it's it's a toxic relationship. It's a love-hate relationship. just by just by explaining it it was like oh god <laughs> i need to <a> sip something <laughs> but man self love can actually look like having patience with yourself reaching out for people when when you need them i know some people out there don't cannot 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 ask they don't know who to ask they don't have a go to sometimes because we are so independent and that's that's just me talking for those who are independent really but actually let me just say I talk for myself but if you do see a little bit of you or relate to what I'm saying then lovely but if when I tend I, I I normally am an independent person. That's just who I am. Oh actually no, really. I don't think it's who I am. It's just what I've had to become. And with that came with a lot of a lot of hurt, a lot of toxicity, a lot of and it has actually just also Given the outcome that I can't reach out to people when I need the help sometimes or most times. And then I would, I'd, I want to figure it out first. I want to figure it all out. Even when I know I can't, I, I would rather suffer to the last until I find a way. So chances that I will ask someone are close to zero. So when I do ask for help, it's usually because I'm probably really going through it but self-love needs you to allow yourself to reach out for help when you need it. Now that's where the egotism comes in. Try to lessen the ego. I know a lot of people don't like this word. It's, it's just being construed into something. It's, it's not, I guess, but I I want you to understand that letting your weapons down for some time and surrendering yourself sometimes may may be just what you need. So reach out for the help. Whether you think they're going to help you or not, just do it. And just put it out to the universe. Put it out there. Let the universe figure it out. The next thing also, what self-love could look like is knowing that challenging feelings and situations will pass. Now, this is my favorite one because I, we we as humans, that's basically what what we do in this life. We go through challenges. We have feelings. We go through situations. But at the end of the day... You'll never find someone going through the same thing and not passing it. I wasn't the same person I was last year this time. I was a totally different person. Maybe, let's say, the difference might be different, obviously. So, in the sense that financially, I wasn't the same. Spiritually, I wasn't the same. My spiritual life has been a gradual change a good gradual change, actually. I love the small differences I see so far. I'm getting older. I'm definitely much wiser than last year. I'm definitely much knowledgeable. I'm much more patient. But understand that challenging feelings and also situations, they will pass. Whether you want to believe it now or later or 500 years down the line, it still will pass just like time waits for no one things will also pass like i said in my previous episode that for some reason we like to think that when we go through a lot of crap excuse my language again (laughs) if we go through a lot of things that the world just challenges us on we like to think that we're stuck in the world is ending literally that's what we say my world is literally crumbling down understand this and i'm telling you i wish i wish i could speak to each and one of you and face to face and watch my words watch sorry (laughs) watch my lips that The only reason why you're still alive is because God wants you to, is because your higher power wants you to. If you didn't have any purpose, I don't think there really is a reason why you're here, but guess what? You are here. So stop acting like a God. Stop acting like You're the higher power and whether you believe it or not, you are destined for greatness, so be kind to yourself when you make a mistake, let yourself play and have fun and I'm talking, (laughs) you might be 80, have fun. If you're 40, have fun. If you're 30, maybe you don't have your life together. Maybe you don't have that car. Maybe you don't have that house yet. You don't have the family yet. Maybe you don't have what it is that you want. And when I mean have fun, I don't mean that act and be nonchalant about your life. And this is to everyone really. It doesn't mean that you should not have goals you should not have dreams you should not have ambition it means exactly the opposite that have all these things have the ambition have the drive have the passion have the courage to say start have the courage to begin But also, I want you to let yourself play. Play with your emotions. Play with your feelings. Play and have so much fun. Let things be. It'll work out. So seeking out opportunities for growth are things that you should be thinking about. Allow yourself to feel difficult feelings. Because they're not bad feelings, they're just difficult to handle. Anger. Desperation. Sadness. Sorrow. Defeat. All these things, all these feelings are not bad feelings. So if you are accustomed to not feel, I want you to feel, starting now, starting in this minute, I want you to feel, I want you to feel the anger that was built up. I want you to feel the resentment. I don't want you to lock it up because you think it's going to be bad for other people around you. I want you to feel it. Now it's up to you how you want to be able to let go of that. Now you need to be smart here because a lot of us have a hard time handling these feelings, these difficult feelings. And so we use them as weapons towards other people, which in turn hurt them. I need you to understand that you have the wisdom. You have the control. You can still feel these difficult feelings without hurting anybody. Just let it be with yourself. Trust yourself. Make your own decisions. I don't know what age you're in, if you're listening to this. Make your own decisions it is your life setting boundaries that protect your energy is important i have had the longest and most tiresome time trying to figure this one out i still am having problems with it i i battle to set boundaries that protect my energy because i'm I'd like to believe that that's just who I am. I can't set any boundaries. I keep on telling myself that I'm a nice person. I'm a kind person. I don't know how to say no. But truly, I don't think that is who I am. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I think it's who I've had to be. I've had to be kind, I've had to let things be, I've had to let things pass by and go, I've had to lock it up, I've had to think about everyone else except for myself. And so then this means that I can't create any boundaries because I don't want I don't want people to to not like me. I don't want people to leave me. I don't want people to look down on me because I set these boundaries. Now, if you're similar to my situation, I think this is what we should do going forward. I'd like to believe it's a gradual thing. It's a step-by-step thing. So it's definitely not going to be easy where we're just going to be like saying, no, 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 just like that. I think we need to be able in order to set any boundaries, We need to start by loving us. So, what that looks like for me, I am actually waking up at 5 a.m. now. (laughs) I normally don't like waking up in the morning. I am, I don't know, do they call them late bloomers? I don't know. I like to wake up when I like to wake up which is normally after nine. I know it's, it's somewhat as embarrassing, but actually, nope, it's not. I love it. I used to love it. But because I want to work on myself to be better for myself and in turn be better for everyone around me, I want to create a, a process for myself to help me get to where I want to be. Emotionally, spiritually, physically. Do something that will make you feel productive. Let's start there. So I want to wake up at 5 AM. I don't know when you want to wake up, but make a decision. After that, I want to be able to take the time to meditate. Now, meditation can look like various things. Meditation can look like praying to your higher power. Meditation can look like just sitting outside, having a cup of coffee or tea or whatever beverage really that you like. Meditation can look like yoga. Meditation can look like reading whatever it is that makes you feel closer to your higher self. You can call that meditation. I want to meditate for a good 10 minutes, if not 20, I think I'm going to stretch it to 30 if I can. And then gym for a good hour. And then I want to be able to start up my breakfast get the water running so I can take my bath and then once all that is done, I want to clean up the house here or there, whatever it is that needs cleaning, clean it up because also that's another form of meditation. I know a lot of people actually gradually heal by cleaning it. It releases something. I know it's just very therapeutic. After cleaning, I want to actually reflect on my morning, see what my day starts like at work, be more structural, be more intentional with my work. Intentional is the key word here. So I want carving out a space in my week to do things that bring me true joy. So that could look like going to a park and reading a book. It could look like having a date night with yourself. It could look like playing your favorite game. I don't know where, with who, I don't know. Whatever it is that brings you so much joy. I want you to carve it out in your week, in your to-do list. And it must be mandatory. I want you to give yourself grace when you don't handle something as well as you you would have hoped. So instead of bashing yourself because it didn't work out, I want you to say, you know what other, I'm so proud of you that you were able to try. I love that. And I love you. We're going to do better next time and we're going to be stronger. And we're going to get it. I want us to do that next time. Give yourself grace. And when you want your needs to be met, ask for it. Ask for your needs to be met. Now this could be very broad and I know a lot of people would pair it up with romantic relationships because that's where normally... We like our needs to be met, but I think this is literally for every relationship, your friendships, your romantic relationships, your work relationships, your family relationships. If your needs are not being met, I need you to voice it out. We need to voice them out. So if at work, you feel like they are overworking you or that they are underpaying you. Your need is not being met there. You're working too hard for little pay. Voice it out. Family. If they're taking too much of your time and you can't be productive because they want you to use your time on their problems, I'm not saying don't take care of your family. I'm saying ask for your needs to be met. If I am not getting recognition, for instance, in my family, maybe that's a need that you that they have not met. Voice it out. People cannot be able to hear, oh, sorry, people cannot be able to read your mind. They can't. And I know a lot of us have met and have listened and people have told us this many a times. So remember that you don't have to strive for worthiness. You are already worthy. You are already worthy. Sharing your thoughts, feelings, feelings, and passions with others is another way of loving yourself. Banishing mean thoughts about yourself is a way of loving yourself. Knowing what brings you joy piques your curiosity and also calms you. Now that could be a person, that could be an animal, that could be a place, that could be an experience, anything. We need to allow room for learning and for growth. Be honest with yourself, even if it's hard, working towards your dreams, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, simply being there for yourself as you would a friend. Now guys, i don't know how else or what else but that is what i think self-love looks like now the journey to self-love remember is not linear there's no end point it's a continuous process of reaffirming your love for yourself and it will be different for everyone so Keep in mind that there really is no rule book. Treat yourself like you would do for a friend. Are you a kind, are you, are you the kind of person who loves and supports their friends no matter what? Offering advice, kind words and grace when they make mistakes. Treating yourself with the way you treat one of your closest friends and see how it feels. That means reflecting on your self-talk too. Now, one of the love languages are words of affirmation. And this one, I think, is for all of us. Keep a physical or a digital record of all the things you like about yourself. Include all the positive feedback you've received at work, all the lovely cards people have gifted you, and all the compliments you've received. So when you're finding it hard to feel love for yourself, use this to record to remind yourself of all the wonderful qualities and the amazing things others see in you. And remember that you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts do not define you. So I want you to apply principles of meditation and also try observing your emotions as well as your thoughts, allowing them to come and go as they please without judging them or letting them define you. I know it's, it's a hard thing. It is a hard thing because, like I mentioned, it's a love-hate relationship. You love it this time, you hate it this time. But we keep on going. Now, there are different views that everyone in this world has had about self-love. From Now, I'm just going to take something from... Gautama Buddha, as well as Buddhism, and they believe that the desires of self-love are the root of all evil. However, this is balanced with what they call Karuna, which is, in English, compassion. The Hindu, the Hindu Arishadvargas, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but in English it Actually, means major sins are short-term self-benefiting pursuits that are ultimately damaging. This could include this could include murder, which in English is called pride, Jainism, and Jainism believes that the four kashaya stop people escaping the cycle of life and death. Now, confucius and Confucianism. Values society over the self. Yang Zhu, which was four hundred and forty to three hundred and sixty BC, as well as Yangism, viewed wērwo as the only virtue, virtue necessary for self-cultivation. All of what is known of Yangism comes from its contemporary critiques. Jesus prioritized the loving of God, and commanded his followers to love others selflessly, following his example. Early follower of Jesus, Paul the Apostle, wrote that inordinate self-love was opposed to love of God in his letter to the Philippian church, which the author of the New Testament letter of James had the same belief. A Christian monk? called evagris ponticus believed excessive self-love was one of the eight key sins his list of sins were later lightly adapted by pope gregory I as the seven deadly sins this list of sins then became an important part of the doctrine of the western church and under this system pride is the original and the most deadly of all sins this position was expressed strongly in fiction by Dante's The Divine Comedy. In 1612, Francis Bacon condemned extreme self-lovers who would burn down their own home only to roast themselves <laughs> an egg. In the 19, sorry in the 6060s, Baruch Binoza wrote in his book Ethics that self-preservation was the highest virtue. But Jean-Jacques Rousseau, 1712-1778, to 1778, believed that there were two kinds of self-love. One was amour de soi, French for love of self, which is the drive for self-preservation. Rousseau considered this drive to be the root of all human drives. The other was often also translated as self-love but which also means pride which refers to the self-esteem generated from being appreciated by other people. The concept of ethical egoism was introduced by the philosopher Henry Sidgwick in his book The Methods of Ethics written in 1874. Sidgwick also compared egoism to the philosophy of utilitarianism writing that whereas utilitarianism sought to maximize overall pleasure, egoism focused only on maximizing individual pleasure. Last but not least, in 1956 psychologist and social philosopher, Eric Fromm proposed that loving oneself is different from being arrogant, conceited or egocentric. Meaning that instead of caring about oneself and taking responsibility for oneself, Fromm proposed a re-evaluation of self-love in more positive sense, arguing that in order to be able to truly love another person, a person first needs to love oneself in the way of respecting oneself and knowing oneself. For example, being realistic and honest about one's strengths and weaknesses. Now, those are a few views of the history of where self-love really comes from. Well, not really, not that it comes from, but views on self-love back in the day. Basically, in totality, what I would like to convey to everyone else who's listening to this. Like we said... It's not a linear process and it's not a fast one either. We are constantly learning ourselves as humans. We are constantly trying to do better for ourselves, for our families, for everyone else around us. So be gentle, be kind, know that you are here for every reason. now that is all from me guys and i think that was such a healing chat (laughs) it was a healing chat i truly truly loved it i always love it when i when i can just talk to you guys it's so therapeutic for me i hope it is going to be for you and i hope that the time taken was not was not a waste of your time. I'm hoping that you learned a thing or two. I'm hoping that you are going to take a little nuggets from this long, (laughs) this long episode. Know that you are also loved. You're loved by me. You're loved by the people that are close to you. And understand that everything takes time, especially the good things. And you, my friend, are a good thing whether you believe it or not. All right. Well, I have to get ready and continue my day. And I hope you have yourself a good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. I don't know which geographical geographical part of this world you're in, but thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my episode today. And until next time, guys. Also, let me know if there is something that you would like to just chat about that maybe you're kind of having a hard time to navigate or anything like that. You can always just reach me on my social media platforms and I will be more than happy to discuss it. And thank you so much, guys. Love you. Bye.